morning, everyone. Welcome to our Worship at Home service this morning, November 1st. We are well into the fall season here, and we are glad to have you with us as we worship in our pre-recorded Worship at Home service. Today, we're continuing our series through the book of Proverbs called A Word to the Wise. And this morning, we're going to be focusing on one of my favorite passages in the entire scriptures, Proverbs chapter 8 where it talks about Lady Wisdom. She's a fascinating character in the scriptures that describes Jesus, that describes the very character of God. So I'm so excited to be in this scripture and to be journeying together through this this morning as a body together. So whether you're a member at Parker Ford or you're just watching this online, we're really glad to have you with us. How this is going to work best is if you consider this an interactive experience. So throughout the service this morning, there's going to be opportunities for you to pause the video. Your clue for that will be a big asterisk on the slide that's on the screen. So when that comes up, that's your clue to pause the video and have a conversation with those around you. Or if you're alone, you can still pause the video and just take a moment to do some journaling or some personal reflection when it comes to the scripture, the topic, or the conversation, the question that's on the screen. Christians have always believed that Jesus, through his abiding spirit, walks with us through every situation in every day. That means he's here with us in our homes. There's no moment and there's no place that's not a sacred moment or a sacred place or potentially so as we engage and abide with him in that moment, in that place. One of the incredible and beautiful things about being a Christian is that we believe that there's no situation where we're not walking in the presence of God because his dwelling place is no longer a physical building. His dwelling place is within us. We are the temple of Christ, the living God. So we can walk into all sorts of crazy situations with confidence, knowing that we are walking with Jesus. Think about the great saints who have walked with Jesus through terrible persecution into the lion's den or into the Colosseum or into um, a, a, um, a, a temple of another God or into whatever situations, but have walked with confidence knowing that we are walking in the presence of God. So today, in your homes, have confidence that God is with you. This is your first opportunity to pause and reflect. So you can pause the video here and reflect on the following um, points that, that we can invite the Lord's presence into our home because he is here. And give thanks to the Lord for your home, your family, your friends, your community, for your job, your vocation, for his love, salvation, and presence. So go ahead and pause the video and just invite the Lord's presence. Invite him to make you aware of his goodness and give thanks to him together as a family. All right, let's stand together and we're going to read Psalm 122. I just made a point a few moments ago about how we carry the presence of God with us. In this psalm, it's a psalm of ascent where they're talking about going up to the temple. And I wanted to read it because it starts with this beautiful verse. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Now for us, I'm so glad when they said to us, let's reflect on the presence of the Lord here. We can, we can interpret this psalm with some creativity, knowing that the Spirit of God lives within us. But let's stand and read this scripture together as we begin our service. 
I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together, to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Once again, the Lord's presence is not contained in a physical building, but within the people of God as we abide with him and live and have community with one another. This morning, we're continuing our series through Proverbs, and this week we're focusing on Lady Wisdom in Proverbs 8. But before we go into the teaching portion of the service, take a few moments and reflect on the following questions. When you're at a family gathering, like a family reunion or something like that, you know, and everyone's having their their own conversations and, and it's hard to get everyone's attention. What's a call or an invitation that really gets your attention or, or causes everyone to stop and listen? Is it dinner time? Or let's pray. We used to do that in youth group when, when, uh, when I did youth ministry and I couldn't get the kids to stop talking. I would say, let's pray and everyone gets quiet. Well, I, I really just wanted to get their attention to say something. Or different teachers have tricks. You know, in school, at our kids' elementary school, when the teacher raises two fingers like that, it means it's time to be quiet. So what is a call, an invitation, a gesture that causes you to be quiet? How about your relationship with God? When his spirit is speaking or calling out to you, what does he say that really gets your attention? Go ahead and reflect on this. Have a conversation with those around you. And then you can join us for the teaching portion of our service today. I hope that you were able to identify a call from the spirit of God that really gets your attention and causes you to be able to slow down and hear his voice because that's what today's teaching is really all about wisdom calling out to us today's teaching is lady wisdom and it comes from proverbs chapter 8 verses 1 to 11 and i'll touch on james chapter 1 verses 5 to 6 before we go into today's teaching portion of the service let's pause and pray and invite the Lord to speak through his word to us today. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are calling out to us. You are seeking to get our attention, not just right now as we engage with this content, but every moment of every day. There's that old hymn, moment by moment, we are invited to live in your presence, to walk with you. Moment by moment, you are speaking to us. So today... We invite you to speak. We pray that we would be attentive to your words and that we would be a people of wisdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we've been walking through this series through the book of Proverbs, we've been looking at different definitions of wisdom. It's more than just information. It's applied knowledge. It's also skillful work. Wisdom is described as God's co-creator. We're not going to actually touch on all of those verses in Proverbs 8 because we don't have enough time for it. But if you read the full chapter, 
um, wisdom is described as as um, the tool that God uses to create um, all of creation. And so it's woven into the very fabric of the universe. And wisdom is a character trait of God. He is love, he is just, he is righteous, and he is wise. And that is certainly an accurate description of his son, Jesus Christ, as well as the spirit that lives within us and testifies to the knowledge and the wisdom of God. Last week we talked about Lady Folly and and this alternative counterfeit voice that's crying out to trip us up, crying out to cause us to walk an alternative path to the path that God has for us. And we looked at that in Proverbs chapter 7. The voice of folly is often much more appealing, at least initially, than the voice of wisdom. Folly's words are described as seductive and smooth. Remember the image of the young man walking down the street and the the voice of folly is sort of personified as as the seductive voice that's trying to seduce him. There's a lot of innuendo in there, but but it's not just um, that imagery that it's going after. It's talking generically about how we live our life because we can be seduced um, not, into sec- not into just sexual sin, but into all sorts of uh, wayward paths, like uh, the path of anger, the path of um, seeking after um, human physical wealth at the expense of others, the path of power that dominates over the others. There's all sorts of seductive voices that come at us. And the voice of folly is often much more appealing than the voice of wisdom, at least initially. Wisdom's words, when they're calling out to us, they can sound painful, especially when we first hear them. So think about the the well-known story of David and Bathsheba, where he had been walking a path of wisdom, having a heart seeking after God's heart. And then this seductive voice calls out to him so quickly he's tripped up, not into just sexual sin, but also into murder and lies and just one thing piles on top of the other until he's living in this sort of hellish um, existence of being cut off from everyone as he's trying to cover up all of this this folly, cover up all of um, these mistakes and sins that he's made. And then the prophet comes in, and you remember the prophet confronts him and speaks this parable to him about the rich man who had many sheep and the poor man who had one sheep that he loved like a child. And the rich man had a guest over, but instead of taking one of his many sheep, he went and he stole the poor man's sheep and he cooked it. And he fed it to his guests and David was filled with rage and he said, that man deserves to die. And what did the prophet said to David, he says, you are that man. That's a painful word to hear, a word of confrontation. And yet that was wisdom breaking through in David's darkness, calling out to him after he had been seduced There's another path. You are that man. You have been tripped up. You have been fooled. But God has a different way for you. It would have been easy. David had all the power to not listen to that. But to his credit, 
he repents and he does listen to it and to the extent that he could he seeks to make things right I don't know about you but I can think of a number of situations in my life where the voice of folly is so seductive because it sounds like wisdom and it sounds like the easier path to take and then the voice of wisdom comes through someone whether a mentor or a friend or my wife or even my child And it can be painful at first as it points out to me, you are that man. But then it calls me towards a life of wisdom. It calls me back into the light. I have sort of this like self-justification game I play. And I don't mean to play it, but often I find myself playing it. And there's words that I use that are, are sort of triggers for when I'm doing this where I can get stuck in this like comparison game with other people. And uh, thankfully, my, my wife, Julia, is this voice of wisdom in my life where when I begin to do that, it's usually happening when I'm discouraged or tired, she catches that and she speaks a word of truth to me. And it's painful when I hear it. And I don't want to hear it from her when she first says it. But it's true. And it calls me out of this sort of shadow existence into the light even though it's painful. That's the way that wisdom works so often. So at the end of Proverbs chapter 7, where it's describing this way of folly, it says, with much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver. As a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, O sons, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim has she laid low. And all her slain are a mighty throng. And we paused um, and, and reflected on this verse last week. There's no one who is above being ensnared by this voice. You cannot graduate past the point of tripping up or being um, able to be seduced by it. So we always need to live a life of vigilance, listening to the voice of wisdom and avoiding the call of folly. Verse 27, her house is the way to shale going down to the chambers of death. Now it turns, chapter 8, verse 1, but does not wisdom call? There's another voice also calling to us, not just the voice of folly, but the voice of wisdom. Does not understanding raise her voice on the heights beside the way at the crossroads? She takes her stand beside the gates in the front of town. At the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud, to you, O men, I call. And my cry is to the children of man, to all people, men, women, young and old, grandpas, grandmas, aunts and uncles, grandchildren, children, to every single person. Lady Wisdom is calling out to us. Oh, simple ones, learn prudence. Oh, fools, learn sense. Hear for what I speak, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right, for my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels 
and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. What are the things that you most desire? What is it that your flesh, your heart, your spirit, your soul is crying out for, is longing, is craving? Wisdom is better than anything else that the world has to offer. Everything that we can desire falls short compared with her. Because ultimately what wisdom is, is the way of Jesus. Jesus is wisdom personified. Here in the book of Proverbs in chapter 8, she's described as this woman at the front of a, seat, uh, of a city calling out to everyone to listen to her. And that's a beautiful picture, but we know the, the deepest reality, the deepest personification The deepest example and image of wisdom is Jesus. He's the one calling out to you and me today. He's the one at the front of the city gates saying, come and walk my path. Seek me above all things. Says, if you want to be my disciple, you have to hate everything in comparison to me. Take up your cross and follow me. There's a cost It's not just the easy path, it's often painful. But wisdom, the way of Jesus, is better than jewels. It's better than anything else that we can desire. In fact, everything that we could possibly desire pales in comparison to living and walking and being with Jesus. Jesus' brother, his younger brother, half-brother, James, James the elder, James the apostle, who became the pillar of the Jerusalem church. In his letter, the book of James, he writes this in chapter 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. What James is saying here is, If any of you is lacking a fullness of walking in the path of Jesus, ask God and God will give generously to you without being angry as you seek to walk in the footsteps of his son, Jesus Christ, and in his path. As we wrap up this teaching time, before we go into the conclusion of the service where I'll offer some application for us today, What I'd invite you to do as a family or as an individual is to take the opportunity to reflect on this scripture and some of the the thoughts that I've just shared. Pause the video and, and reflect on the following questions. In what ways does wisdom call out to you? In what ways is Jesus calling out to you? What are ways of discerning between the call of folly and the call of wisdom? This is a very important skill set for us to develop. What is something wise that someone in your life has said to you or taught you recently? And how might you be able to tell if the advice you give to someone else is truly wise? So go ahead and have a conversation or reflect upon these questions and then continue as we go to the conclusion and applicational part of the service. I hope this scripture from Proverbs chapter 8 was encouraging for you today to know that 
not only is a counterfeit voice seeking for us, and sometimes it seems like there's just so many false narratives seeking after us, but there's also wisdom through the Spirit of God, through his word, through the people he puts in our life, but wisdom is calling out to us as well, and that should be an encouragement. For application, what I want to encourage you to do this week is to specifically find a way to serve your neighborhood. So wherever you live, whatever your neighborhood looks like, I want you to find a way to to serve them in an intentional way. We've been talking about wisdom as more than just information. It's applied knowledge. It's also skillful practice. So how might we act with wisdom which is both applied knowledge and skillful practice towards our neighbors this week. So how can we serve our neighborhood in the coming week? And who can you pray for by name this morning? So maybe as a family, take some time or just on your own, take some time to identify some of your neighbors and pray for them and seek a way to serve them this week, whether that's you you take them out for a meal or you you know, blow the leaves off, rake their leaves up, whatever you want to do to serve them, find a creative way to serve your neighborhood today. As we close our service, I want to invite you to stand for the benediction. I'm going to read from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. I'd invite you to take a posture of receiving as I speak this blessing over you and your families today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. My prayer for you today is that you would hear so clearly through God's word, through the people he's put in your life, wisdom calling out to you and that that would be an incredible encouragement to you today. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Go with God. Have a wonderful week.